Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. We just love you for participating on our Facebook page and downloading the podcast and all that good stuff. So much, much love and appreciation to all. And Jason is here too. What's going on? I am here. I am here. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for our episode today and our guests and everything's good. Brian, how are you doing? Really good. We're good. Um, It was, uh, you know, although I couldn't be there, I got to see a lot of video of Jive Mother Mary from uh, the uh, Alabama Hall of Fame show, uh, Young Guns of Southern Rock. and then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I got to put the long odds back in my CD player. And so I went from listening to Mojo Thunder on a constant loop, now to Jive Mother Mary on a constant loops, but it's all good, right? Can't go wrong with either band. <laughs> and uh, the, our, our Alabama Hall of Fame slash Muscle Shoals special will be coming out not too far past this episode. Right, right. About a week down the road from there. Um, what else is going on? Uh, you got them dirty roses. Is that this weekend? Them dirty week? roses would be Friday. The I don't know what day Friday is. Seventeenth, fifteenth. What day is today? I don't know. It, it <laughs> is Friday in Columbus, Ohio. Today's Monday the thirteenth. Well, it could either be the thirteenth or the fourteenth, depending upon what Zoom decided. <laughs> Anyways, they're playing in Columbus with the Josephine's Friday night at the Woodlands Tavern. I am going to try to go. I've got something. On my calendar, but if I can get out of it or part of out of it, I want to go see our friend Andrew. Yes, very good, very good. Stupid holidays and stupid holiday events now, you know, filling up my calendar so I can't go see rock shows. And I'm sure by the time, well, I know for sure by the time uh, you guys hear this, that uh, we will have both listened to the State of America podcast interview with former Black Crows bass player Johnny Colt. Uh, I was on the Instagram live last. Well, this is Monday, so last night uh, Johnny Colt was on his yeah. Instagram live. Did, did you watch some of that? I watched it the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Did you? I didn't see because David was going to be on there. He thought at nine central, and I'm so okay. And then I checked back a little later, and it's like I think he eight was on central. eight instead. Yep. Did you see that as well? Or I did. I caught it. Okay, I was, that's I was cool. Watching. Yeah. How long was he on for? Uh fifteen minutes. I'd okay. Say. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I probably started tuning in at 8.30 or something or 8.40 or something like that. So very cool. He's uh, He, <laughs> he said a name, He said uh, this phrase that I thought would be a great band name, and he said, shake the creator, when he was talking <laughs> about, like, making music. and Right. Yeah, he's he's uh, got some deep uh, thoughts there on that stuff, and he's talking about, you know, if you're, if you're dependent upon the clapping and the cheering for your music, <laughs> he kind of seemed to say you should have something you know want to have that same deep feeling like before that that's kind of what i got from it yeah yeah and he had a nice conversation with our, our friend dave hudson from state of america just about 
uh, their episode that's coming up. Johnny's first Crow-centric interview in 25 years. Right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. So I can't awesome. wait to hear, uh, you know, we, they told us a little bit, we're going to hear some stuff we're going to like. So glad to do that. And it sounds like they're going to collaborate too, State of America and Johnny, because he is an artist, designed some kind of hoodie for the podcast that'll go wow. to charity. I go to charity. So they're going to, you know, David and Ian are big on Nucci space, which is a um, a Atlanta or Georgia based uh, charity that helps musicians and other people. So uh, you're going to see a state of America sweatshirt designed by Johnny Colt benefit charity. Nice. Right. That's awesome. awesome. It is very awesome. Very awesome. And I'm happy to participate. I'm like, just take my money. (laughs) I'll do that too. I didn't know about that. So thank you for telling me. Yep. Um, so uh, I actually, you know, I asked him, I asked him a question and I asked him about uh, uh, Britain Richard from Blackberry Smoke. And, you know, I said, we knew, we, we know like those guys worked for you during the three snakes sessions. You got any take on that? And I think he kind of maybe under misunderstood it a little bit, but anyway, he, he's like, well, I don't know if they ever worked for us, but he's talking about how good friends he is with, with Brit. Mm-hmm. They've known each other since 1990. So, which I think I already knew. Yeah, yeah, because I think we'd heard that story a little bit um, about the Turner Brothers working with them on the uh, Three Snakes and One Charm album, right? Right. Yeah. So, so as always, Blake, Blackberry Smoke keeps coming up, whether we bring it up or not. You know. Well, it, they are like our favorite band and the kind of the, the flagship of everything that we do, Brian. And um, this week, we, it's another Blackberry Smoke-centric episode with our guests. Our guests, plural. And that would be who? Oh, you want to say I it now? Know, okay. But... Well, yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, staying with Blackberry Smoke, um, we are hat. We have on this week the Black Bettys, who are you guys know Sherry and Sharita. They are the background vocalist for Blackberry Smoke that do that spectacular gospel Southern R and B harmonies that a lot of those songs just wouldn't be the same without Brian. What do you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean they add so much and. Uh, you know, I like what you said to them, like you're referencing the crows when they didn't have the girls, I think it was in the 2013 tour, the girls weren't there and it just seemed like, you know, after you're so used to it, you know, and, and I agree with you too. It sounds like there's something missing, but uh, you can't listen to like my morning song without those gospel harmony vocals in the background. Right. And now there's a couple Blackberry smoke songs where Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to play that live. If you do not have the vocals with it, because they are as integral to the song as a guitar or key or drums. Well, you know where I really noticed that I just thought about that now was crimson moon right at the end. Yep. Bathed in the light of when they, the girls sing it. And then now it's just an empty space. (laughs) Well, or or it's the rest of the crew. The guys have to pick up the background vocals and why they can harmonize fine. It's not, it's not, they don't have the same voice. So they are extremely integral part of the band. And you'll hear a lot about what they talk about, how they got in the Blackberry smoke and how they are, you know, member and part of the family and the band and however, and how the rock and roll tour lifestyle has changed. Yeah, and uh, so as you probably already know or can uh, conclude, uh, they're very wonderful, uh, charming oh, to talk to, very sweet. Lovely. Yes. So uh, you guys get to experience that right now. So uh, kick back and listen to our chat with with the Black Bettys.
Here we are at the guest segment of uh, this episode of the podcast. And Jason is always going to tell you guys who we have with us today. Yes, I get to. It's my pleasure this week. We've got a great episode. We've been on a roll with one of the, our favorite bands of all time. And we've got some artists that work with them. Um, we are very extremely happy to have on Sharita and Sheree Murphy, otherwise known as the Black Bettys. How are you guys doing? Yay! Hey. <laughs> We're excited to be here. Yes. Great you, to have you, you haven't on. heard the podcast then. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we did have Charlie on a couple of weeks ago, and we're trying to get Britt, but if we had Britt there, we'd definitely get a rim, sh- rim shot from him. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're awesome. We love those guys. We do. Well, of course. I mean, you've done a lot of work with them, and we'll get into that. We'll get into you guys do a lot of solo work. You've done, I mean, you have a great, like, resume. I mean, bring them back to my high school and college days. You've worked with, like, Keith Sweat and, and mm-hmm. Gerald LeVert, Montel Jordan, and just a huge thing and right now you guys are doing a lot of work with blackberry smoke which is really how brian and i mostly came to know you you know we've seen you live a bunch of times you've recorded a bunch of tracks with them so (laughs) we very much appreciate you being on because as you can see by our shirts blackberry smoke love the smoke look i have you on my shirt too i love it i love that (laughs) i saw the i saw the show they did that you guys like last year the homecoming which without the audience. So we got to hear you guys talking and that was pretty cool. Kind of chatting in between songs is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian was just out in Vegas for your whole weekend there last month when you guys were out. Were you, were you guys in Vegas? They weren't at no, Vegas. No, they were in Vegas. Okay. Vegas, Brian. They didn't take you to Vegas? <laughs> we wanted to go to Vegas, but we went out to support the troops. Oh, that's right well, you know what? If you can't play with Blackberry Smoke, that is the only real good reason to not not be there. (laughs) Where did you guys go? We were over in Qatar. Qatar, Qatar. okay. Or trying to say how they say it is Qatar. Qatar? Qatar. Qatar. I say Qatar, but I think they do. We say Qatar Qatar too, (laughs) because listen, we're from Georgia and you can hear all this. You can hear all this Southern Mm -hmm. Georgia Beach. Well, oh, you guys are out of Atlanta, and like, right. congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series. <laughs> they are my second favorite National League team. I'm from Cincinnati. I'm a Reds guy, but the Braves have always been my second favorite team. Love Dale Murphy, um, Dave yeah. Justice. He's a Cincinnati Northern oh, Kentucky guy. On. He's one of my dudes. Like, I love that guy forever. So, yeah. congrats to the Braves, and congrats to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, mm, we cheered mm. them on. We were very right. happy about that. <laughs> Not over this cheating Houston Astros. Ooh. Ah, right? Normally the first question we ask is tell us how you got into music, but I completely derailed it. Brian, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, this is your good. podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up. So yeah, we just love to hear about how how y'all got started singing and and how you put this put this uh, ensemble together. Well, we started off uh, singing in church, uh, and we've been singing since we could talk. If our family mm-hmm. would tell the story, our family said we were singing before we could literally talk. Um, mm-hmm. And so we. It's something that happens in our family. All the women in our family sing. So we just picked up on the family trait and um, gift. And we continued on with the legacy of uh, singing. And um, how did we get in the industry? That Ooh. jingle. That first yeah. jingle. First. 
We our first break was a jingle for was it UPN? It was UPN. Uh-huh. Oh wow. That okay. television station UPN. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we um we went into the studio and we recorded the jingle and then that led to some other oh, recording. Word. Yeah. And that just I know it's weird, but did you guys just submit like a vocal track to UPN where they look in somewhere? I mean, how did you guys get that gig? Um, his name is Anthony Lockett. Anthony Lockett, um, he, uh, from Cameo, the group. Yeah, the yeah word up. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a 90s so. dude. I, I know all that. <laughs> <laughs> so he, we grew up with his daughter. He's He was more our musical mentor okay. growing up as a as kids into teenagers. And um, so he was the one that got us our first paid gig in, in studio work. He was the very first. Right on. Yep. And then UPN, which has changed names about a hundred times, but you guys got in with UPN. Like, I just, what is it? The WB now? Or, no, CW. CW. Now. It was yeah. the WB UPN. I think they combined. But so that started you um, on your career. Were you guys doing just just still singing at church? Were you doing background vocals? Were you performing on your own? Like, what were you doing at that point? At that point, we were still we were sing we were doing several things. So let me be honest, we were doing several things. We were doing still doing church, still we just entered into doing background work, okay. and um and doing jingles, studio work. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that when you break into the industry, um, a lot of people don't know your name, but you do. You're at the studio singing on records you have no clue what they are what they're for but they call it paying your dues you know Mm -hmm. so that's what we were doing in in the studios uh doing studio work and doing background work and singing in church that was it yeah so what was your first uh after the jingle what was your your first uh recording your bigger recording that you would consider Mm. was it outcast I think so. Another Atlanta group, right? They're from Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, uh, the Dungeon Family. It. Yeah, yes. it was a Dungeon Dungeon's Family. Uh, that was like Outkast, Goody Mob, all those people in the uh, Stank On Your Family. Yeah. Organized Noise kind of family uh, did an album. And um, so we were on that. We were on the Excalibur album, I believe uh-huh. it was. Ooh, y'all making me think hard today. It's like, wait, that's rich. This is all about you and your career. So you got to dig all this stuff up for us. And for our audience who loves Blackberry Smoke and everything you guys add to it. So this is your time to shine. Thank you. Um, so did you guys record, were you doing backup work on that album or did you guys get to do your own track? Backup background. Work. We did okay. we did background work. Um, but all the while we while we were recording and doing stuff in studios uh like that, we also were working on our our own music. But um back then independent artistry wasn't as big as it is now. Right. So mm-hmm. the because the main the main goal was for everybody to get signed, mm-hmm. you know, back then if we get signed, get a deal. And then you can, you know, make music and da-da-da-da-da. But we were still working on our own music back then um, and, and working on getting the deal. Getting the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're right. It has changed. Like, every, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a self 
perpetuating machine of your own business. Like Blackberry Smoke, again, has a great model with what they do. And yep. like the big record companies, really, there's not a whole lot going on anymore, you know? And I think you you do see this this um, independent artistry much, much more. And it's probably financially better for everybody at this point to not have these guys take this big cut or, or for you to owe the record label. Right. Yes. It, it, the, the most important thing is as long as you have an audience and you establish your fan base, um, really, and, and with everything being so accessible today, mm-hmm. you know, the internet, you you can be worldwide like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. You, really, you guys are active on social media, Instagram. You have a nice web page, blackbuddies.com. Yeah. So, you know, you, you gain your, you gain your, your fan base right there. And it's, it's like the, really the, the big uh, record labels are just the money behind you. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a bank loan, right? It's essentially a it bank is, loan. Because maybe definitely all of it. it. Yeah. Because you got all, any advance in, you know, everything, everything that people see, they think that they see, they don't, the, the artists nine times out of 10 don't own it. The, the record labels do. And um, so it's, but it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as an independent artist, if you're doing it yourself or crowd, people use crowdfunding and, you know, you have those fans that really believe in you. They invest in you and your dreams and they rock mm-hmm. with you. And that that's something in, in real life support, mm-hmm. having yeah. somebody support what you do. You can't put a price tag on that. That Priceless. like that's awesome. And we tell awesome. Blackberry Smoke. They have the best fans ever, ever. Like we, we've gotten support and love from Blackberry Smoke fans. Um, Just, and it's like, y'all are amazing. They support us. They buy a t-shirt. They, they listen and stream our music. That's not, you know, on Blackberry Smoke's albums, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they support us and follow us. And that means the, the world. world. Yes. Because mm-hmm. to be able to do something and nobody cares, <laughs> it's like, ah, okay. You know, I do it because I love it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We do it because we love it. But man, to have support, support means the world. Yes, it does. I'm I glad you gonna... mentioned that because uh, that's, you know, now that gives our podcast such a great opportunity to try and help promote people. And it, yeah. that means the world to us. So this is awesome for you to say that about, about how this all works. Yay. Well, th- that's a really good point. And something we've talked about quite a few times on the podcast is Brian, this is Brian's podcast. He started, I kind of came in a little bit later, um, but he is a big fan of rock music in the genre. And there is no, hardly any support out there in any media. So there's a great, there's a great established rock bands like Blackberry Smoke. There's great emerging rock bands that we see all over the place, like the Magnolia Bayous, then Dirty Roses, Georgia Thunderbolts, like all these other bands yep. that are really, really good. And Brian wants to get them out there and promote them. And what you guys just said is right. Like it's a big family. All these bands mm-hmm. don't compete with each other. Right. They work with each other to bring them on a show bill, share the audiences, yes. get them exposed to everybody. So I think what you're, you know, what you're saying about Blackberry Smoke is right. Is like their fans are now your fans and it's just a, kind of a sharing the love of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're first getting your first gigs, like with Outkast and that, was that still when the record industry was kind of happening? Like how did you, how did word about y'all get out? Did you have agents? Like how do you hook up with these gigs? Absolutely. Yes, this was when record companies were still big. Um, 
and that was very prominent for us it was all about getting seen we were I'm not going to tell you our age um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46 so to... <laughs> you, you're younger than I am <laughs> we were we were out there and, and again it was still a part of paying dues so we were just getting out there we were um so we were taking paid gigs. We were taking non-paying gigs um, for exposure. So um, during that time, one gig would lead to another. Mm -hmm. So if once you do it outcast, different people will see you in the room. Hey, I need you for this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. and, and, and a lot of times it's about who you know and who knows you. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened to us um, as we were in the room. Um, other people saw us, hey, I need you for this thing. And we would get a call, hey, I need you to come to the studio. We need you for Ludacris. Ludacris is doing the BET Awards. We want you on that. So we did that. And then, oh, you sing background. We need you to sing for Monica. Okay, you sing for Monica. Oh, we, we saw you sing. Hey, we need you for that. So that's, it's one thing always leads to another. And um, when people see your work ethic and they know that you would, learn the music that you will show up on time um it just leads to the next thing so you guys spoke about you've always saying like when you're from a young age and church and all that did you guys actually take any vocal lessons or just natural ability plus the kind of the tutelage of some of your family members that are singers all of the above okay. i was gonna say both <laughs> both in it was definitely both in we um we actually are classically trained Yes. Um, which is interesting. People were like, what? You, you can sing classical music? Yeah, even in college, Cherie was going to be, a, um, they were trying to get Cherie to be an opera major. Oh, wow. Yeah, in college. She, she, she pursued the classical music more than I did. Um, but she, she's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we're classically trained and we, we got that formal training, um, developmental training early. Um, and then it just continued. Uh, to grow from there. Like we said, Anthony Lockett was a big, a heavy influence on our training and our, our developing as singers and, and, and artists. So, mm -hmm. and another there. lady, um, her name is Moselle Cole. I can't, yeah, those, Cole. those are fundamental. Like we learned so much from her and Letitia Nichols. Yeah. Um, those are just a few of, oh, Karen Banks, Dr. Karen Banks. Oh yeah, there's people that has helped us groom us vocally along the way. But yes, amazing, yeah, amazing family. voice teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so voice lessons, go for them, people. If you're listening, they do help learning Thank the you. right technique. No, no matter how good of a natural singer you are, <laughs> right. absolutely, absolutely. What if you're ultra tone deaf and your wife is embarrassed of you? Do you still <laughs> go for? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. I'm asking for somebody. Like, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, for a friend. You know, we can't help people hear notes, um, but it can help you possibly execute better, if that makes any sense. You know, you at least you'll learn the basics of breathing properly. I can't yeah. help. I can't tell you if you're going to stay on the note. If you Using the diaphragm right. and all this kind of, all you know, everything. Yeah. Like, like being an athlete, like being a of uh, vocal uh, performers, like being an athlete, you got to know the right muscles, be in shape, oh, train. Yes, that's so, that's so very true. I think a lot of people don't realize that singing, you use your whole body whole when you body. sing. And so people just think, oh, you just open your mouth and notes come out. It's like, no, 
know it's a little different. <laughs> so it requires some things. Yeah, it requires skill. So, so what do you guys do to prepare yourself to sing? Like, what are some of the things you do? Well, we have vocal warm-ups that we do. Um, some we try to, at least we used to. Now we got to get back to this since Thanksgiving. Uh, oh. Be working out, <laughs> working out. You know, working out at least thirty minutes. Like, like going to the gym and working out. Uh huh. Work okay. out, or it just or do work out warm your body, warm your body up before the show. So yeah. work out, hit it really before you got to get ready to sing. And then you do your vocal warmups, your body's warm. You're not going to cause yourself any damage when you go to hit that high note and you want to rear back and you go, ah, you know, so everything, everything works together. <laughs> I want to follow up on Jason's question there. We had just talked to a friend of ours up in Brooklyn, Lizzie Edwards, who heads up her band, Lizzie and the Makers. And we asked her this too, that I heard that, um, sometimes singers will say like the day of the show, they don't talk to, mm -hmm. not, uh, yeah. Does that, yeah. that go for you guys as well? That's um, very important. It, it is. However, it's not very realistic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we're mommies. So <laughs> it's always something to talk about with a child. <laughs> um, but we typically, we do, we try to use vocal rest as a tool to not strain your, the, your vocals before singing. You know, um, if you do talk, you talk very softly. You don't <laughs> whisper. Whispering is bad. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, whispering wow. is very bad on your, vo uh, on your voice. Hmm. Um, what else? Uh, so you, you talk very softly and you don't yell or scream or get really excitable. And your moms? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dad and I get that goes against everything I know right it does it does so show days are very much like hey kids show coming up can you please just act right and everything will be okay <laughs> just but, yeah, for today sometimes, and sometimes right. we will um there's a personal steamer yeah um like if if we're having mm -hmm. um dryness or inflammation We'll, oh, sure. We'll, we'll use the steamer and then we'll also definitely heavy on ginger, you know, oh. that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, Any anti-inflammatory. Anti a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we've heard too from, from Lizzie who we had on, she's her and her band is really cool. Um, Like people used to drink and smoke and do all this stuff and go out and sing. And like, it's the, the, the culture and everything's really changed dramatically in the music industry now where people really are, not crazy and they really well for the most part take care of themselves <laughs> right yeah. i don't you have to know your instrument yeah and the voice is an it's an instrument so for us sharita and i have learned our instrument it's very sensitive so we can't smoke we can't drink it being around smoke um aggravates our voices and our sinuses mm -hmm. and it's out the door you can cancel christmas okay um <laughs> singing will not happen or not very well put it that mm -hmm. way <laughs> um, um but you just have to know your instrument alcohol all of that has a drying effect on your mm -hmm. vocal folds so you know people do take i think people realize and you can see uh the ones that were very hard on their vo vocals mm -hmm. um and that abuse their vocal folks, how they may not be able to sing as hard or sing or hit those same notes as they did when they were younger. Um, so by taking care of their voices, you, it's longevity. You know, you kind of 
create the longevity for yourself. So yeah, I think people are more conscious of it because they want to they want to do what they love for years to come. Well, it seems like the atmosphere anyway is just with bands. Like, you know, you heard all the decadence in the 70s and 80s, and it's it doesn't appear to be like that um, anymore. I mean, you guys travel, you're with a really good act. Like, I mean, is that true? Is like people a little bit more tame than they used to be? They Listen, being, we've been on the tour bus with these guys, like going from city to city, and they have organic catering, like the food is organic. <laughs> no, like, yeah we have take care of yourself. okay we don't do now after no the show, taco bell runs at 3 a.m yeah. you know, <laughs> no taco bell runs we'll we may have a pizza run after the show but Fair. other than that or wings but <laughs> but that that's about as bad as it gets because yeah. it's you know we have vegetables and there's fruit and there's organic um, kombucha kombucha with ginger every is like everything there everybody's health conscious they they take care of themselves but then it shows look how they perform you know what i'm saying and and so because what you put in you comes out again like being an athlete right doing this music is the same thing you're you got to perform for a couple hours a day and you got to get after and take care of yourself I, i heard charlie say in an interview he's like comparing to the old days and they're all be excited to go to the bar. And he goes, nowadays, like we get to the gig and we look across, across the street. There's a Whole Foods across the street. And they get all excited. <laughs> it is so true. The turn up is after the show, we're all going back to the bus, listening to music. Music. That's the turn up. That's the turn up. Or like you said, oh, there's a Whole Foods. Or um, did you try or, this fruit? Did, did you, you read this book? book? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> Brian and they say rock and roll's dead. It's alive, man. It's alive. <laughs> well, alive. Just in a different way. It's alive. Just, well, and the good thing is, like, it does, you do have prolonged careers. And you're able to do it. I've seen, we've seen Blackberry Smoke. I don't know. I've seen them eight, ten times, and they've always had an excellent show, just on it, never off. And I'm sure that clean, good living helps. And then you know, you two are part of that and influence it. It's doing, you know, and it's just good to see. Thank you. They're 20 years in Man. and we're happy to be a part of the last, what, three or four years? <laughs> Woohoo! Step so, right on in. How did y'all hook up with Blackberry Smoke? Turkey Tom. Turkey Tom. Okay, Turkey so Tom? it's a roundabout. Okay, but we got to go back. It's a, yeah, it's go a back. roundabout way. So every 4th of July, we did the Channel 2 uh, Salute to America every 4th of July, the, the big program. And so they had um, Jay Fly um, of How Big Is Your Dream? He puts all that on. He pulls all the entertainment together. And Christian Bush was on there. So yes. um, we met Christian Bush at that show. Yes. Then from there, Christian Bush called us to do backgrounds in the studio yes. at... Uh, West End Sounds, which mm-hmm. is Tom Tap Tapley's Tapley's uh, studio. Um, mm-hmm. So from there we met Tom, and because he, he engineered the session, and we gave him our info. He said, "Would you mind if we call you? You know, if any, and you know, for background work." We're like, "Sure, this was fun. This was great. Yeah, no problem." So Turkey Tom hit. We call him Turkey Tom because we like. Um, Turkey Tom's from Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Oh, that's that's why we're familiar with that. I'm like, what is yeah, that? We I know, know Jimmy John's, yeah. and uh, we yeah. get the Turkey Tom, and it's our favorite. So it's Turkey our favorite. Is our favorite. 
Yeah. Anyway, correlation. So Zarky Tom, we, uh, he he hit us up and said, "Hey, can you come to the studio? Got some, you know, someone that needs BGVs." We're like, "Sure." Went out there, met Charlie. Met Charlie. Well, actually, Britt was there too. Britt was uh, there too. Uh-huh. Charlie and Britt were there in the session, and I, and it was just them, right? I think was it was it? just the two of them the first time. The first time, and yeah. we recorded with Charlie. And they were like, man, this is cool. And then they called us back for another session. And it was like, this is really cool. And then it was like, hey, if you guys are in town for Thanksgiving, we do this show at the Tabernacle. We were like, sure. And it's like. The rest is history. The rest is history. You guys just clicked pretty much right away musically, personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, They were so cool as a matter of fact my daughter was in the studio with us and they i mean it's the music industry can be interesting studios can be interesting places that Mm -hmm. you may or may not want to bring not always kid friendly not always kid friendly or Mm -hmm. just even the environment we may even feel like okay can we get this over with but no (laughs) they were totally different they were so cool charlie was funny um he allowed us to, you know, be us, be ourselves vocally. You know, he would tell yeah. us what he wanted, but, and he allowed us to interpret what it is that he was hearing. And it just, it just vibed. It just, yeah. it worked. It grew from there. And now they let us do, they let us come up with parts. It's like, yeah. hey, what are you You're part of the band. You, yeah. You, know, yeah. you are an integral part of their sound these last couple of years from, you know, the last couple albums or tour. I saw you guys on, on the, um, uh, the tour over the summer on the Spirit of the South tour in, in the Rose Music Center in Dayton, Ohio. It was I told Charlie when we had him on. This wasn't just talking to him because he was on. Literally one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my entire life. It was just all the acts. And then there was four sets and just so much stuff going on. Of course, you had the tribute to Dusty Hill, who had just died. It was just, yes, but yeah. you guys, so, so to me, and I'm going to get to the question I had when I raised my hand, but I'm going to compliment first. Um, you guys make is an integral sound right now to what Blackberry Smoke is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the record store release of the Stones is what the Black Crows had, which is one of my all-time favorite bands as well, too, when they always toured with Charity or Mona and, and the kind of group that they mm-hmm. had. And one of my biggest saddest points ever with Blackberry Smoke or Blackberry Smoke, the Black Crows is when they quit touring with the, the, the background singers, because that's such an integral part of that sound. And there's a big hole missing. And now I'm afraid if I, listen to Blackberry Smoke and you guys aren't performing. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's just going to be something's missing out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love like mm-hmm. this muse, this type of music is rooted in soul and blues and R and B and country and all that. And to have those gospel background vocals to lift the song, to give it emotion, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know how you could do without it, and it's hard to listen to without it. I'll say, but oh, you guys are awesome. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank um, you. So, what was the question I was going to ask you after my big fanboy compliment and stuff? My <laughs> wife, my wife is always like, "Don't fanboy out with people. Don't do it." And I always do. It's, that just <laughs> like Chris Farley on that OS, and I'll get the Chris Farley show. It's like, "Hey, you remember when you were in the Beatles? That was cool." You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um had you guys so you you, you've done a lot of work r&b and kind of pop singers had you done much work in the rock side prior to working with blackberry smoke we have so um not 
I wouldn't say with a widely known group, okay. but part of our upbringing, we went to a um, ethnically diverse church and with that came different types of music. So we were exposed to all kinds of music. We sang all kinds of music. So not only classical, jazz, rock, we did alternative and rock music, R&B, just everything. Country, yeah. So country, yeah, we did country. So um, we used to, there was this um, guy at the church that we um, used to sing with. He used to perform at different bars clubs. and stuff, yeah. clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to sing with him. Okay. And it was that kind of, it was that bluesy rock and roll soul yep. feel. And so, and it was nothing new to us. So when chart, when we got into the studio with Blackberry Smoke, it was right up our alley. We were like, yeah, oh, yeah. let's we go. You yeah. know, we do this. This is, this is our kind of music too. Sharita and I love rock and roll. If um, we love the lead guitar, okay? <laughs> want to put it out there. Love a good Our dad plays guitar. Yes, he does. Well, you so, have, Sharita, you have a guitar behind you, I can see. I do, I do. A guitar and keys. Some keys. Yeah, yeah. We, yes, it, we have them in both of our houses. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, we love all kinds of music. So doing rock soul, that's what we call it, kind of yeah, rock soul. soul. Is there much of a difference doing backing or support vocals with rock music versus doing R&B, pop, or anything that you've you've traditionally kind of recorded? That's a hmm. good question. That is a good question. Hmm. I would I would just say, well, it's all fun. I'll say we have we have a lot of fun with Blackberry Smoke, um, and that that style of music because it's so energetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That music is so R and B, and some R and B music can be, you know, it's more vibey. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, so it's, you know, you you may get a nice vibe and a nice cool sway. Right. You know what I mean? But with with Blackberry Smoke and or with the this genre of music, you know, it's rock and roll, and so we can hair swing <laughs> and shake our hips a little bit more. There's so, some more energy at it, right? Yeah, so it's it's, sure. it's different in the sense of the kind of energy that it's, it requires or it demands, it pulls from us. How about that? Yeah, that's a good answer. Is it more fun, the same as, I mean, is it like, you know, it's you said it's different, but is, is it more fun for you to do that or is it all the same? I just, well, we love what we just do. Just like singing, we, just singing. Yeah, song. we love Man, performing. We and absolutely singing. love what we do. So performing, whether it is R&B, whether it is uh, rock and roll, whether it whether it's country, whether it's gospel, um, we love it. You'll sing it, you just, you know, you'll sing it as long as it's music, you're in. Yep, yeah. yep. Good, good, as long as it's good, good stuff. Good music. Yeah. So we know you you sang on uh, You Hear Georgia. Was that your first time in the studio with Blackberry Smoke or did, did you sing anything on the previous ones? We sang on, um, not with the You did Capricorn Studios, didn't you, with them? Capricorn, yeah, we did. We did Capricorn. Yeah, oh. We did, um, was it, it wasn't Find the Light. What's the album after Find the Light? Um, oh. uh, uh, like an Air, not Like an Air, that's a song. Um, oh boy, yeah. Some fan, <laughs> some some fan. We are Brian. I'm blanking on it too. Um, That's so bad. The, we don't remember the name of the album. Well, the acoustic sessions where they did. You got lucky and 
we did that. We did that in ten, uh, when we went to Nashville with them. Um, we did find. Oh, we are on Find the Light. We are on Find the Light. Yeah, we're like on, an arrow and find yeah, the light. Yeah. Okay. So we were on you weren't on holding all the roses. You weren't on holding the roses. You did find no. the light. You did uh, the southern ground or the southern yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. In Capricorn Studios. I know you're on Capricorn Studios because I've seen some of the, the videos yeah. of the recording. That was so much fun. That was so that was so dope. Awesome. Oh, uh, the keep by the way, like keep on smiling. Your vocals, harmonies in the back, like makes me want to cry. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so so good. It's like it's church. That's church. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wanted to stay true to the original, you know, the original. Oh yeah, and, and and Blackberry Smoke does a great job playing homage to the homage, homage, whatever you want to say, homage. Um, and you guys, your backing vocals, like that. When I think of you guys and Blackberry Smoke, that song comes to my mind every single time because it's just so good. And you can't forget Brother Jimmy Hall. Okay. No, 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 no. Jimmy no. Hall is, is <laughs> amazing. You saw yeah. him on the tour. Yep. So you know, man. That's just a gorgeous song. That is just a, a that is a under the radar classic freaking song. And you guys did it justice. And it just, it's beautiful. Thank it's my, it's you. probably my favorite contribution that you guys have done to be honest with you wow. thank guys. you we want to see the integrity of the song you know mm-hmm. that and like sharita was saying the message keep mm-hmm. smiling you know keep on yeah smiling. it's a, well it's especially a- when this came out right this came out like right around like people need to Earth hear that time. be uplifted yep. it's gorgeous and the way you two guys are able to harmonize together i mean your family you've been singing forever but it is it's unbelievable you know it's just just I mean, you guys are connected and it's gorgeous. I'm going to shut up now because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on you here, Georgia, of course, with everything going on, you you, you couldn't be in the studio with the guys. Um, so did that change at all? Like before, previously, were you in the studio with them when you sang on the records? And then so what was it? Uh, what's changes with the energy there with, you know, during the lockdown where you couldn't be in there with them? So it was different. The, the session was closed. And it was just Sheree and I with, um, we were back at West End Sound uh, with Tom. And so, but the session was closed, like you said, because we were, it was shelter in place, you know, the pandemic cuts, you know, like, no, we can't have a big group of people in and all that stuff. And for safety reasons, of course. Um, But but, use FaceTime. But yeah, we did use, we did use FaceTime. So they were, they were present. They just weren't present. You know, they weren't in the room with us, but they were there. And so um, we were still able to feel, connect with them even virtually, you know, is which is better than nothing, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're working on an, another project, you know, so. And, the, but I think the most important thing, the fact that they trusted us enough, yeah, you know, to go true. in and it was just the two of us and, you know, they let us know and they were like, hey, what are you hearing? We're like, okay, this is what we're hearing. So it was really cool. Yeah, Charlie did speak about that a little bit. The, the band, you know, you mentioned they've been together 20 years and he does these days really trust everybody to kind of allow to do their own parts. And for you guys to be with them three years and kind of earn that trust, that says a lot about you and your ability as well. But also says a lot about Charlie. Oh, yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I, before we go any further, they are a great not only are they a great band, they're great individuals. Yes. Like just seems that way. Yeah. Stand up people. And, you know, 
I can't say enough about how wonderful they are and how they've been embracing of us and they look out for us. They look out for us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it can be, sometimes it can be difficult because everybody don't, doesn't know us yet, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, who are these girls? You know, <laughs> who are you? Why are you here? And, and, um, but they always look out with, you know, for us, they are with us. <laughs> yeah. And one, they always give you time on stage to introduce you and everything, every show that you're with them too, which is great. That is phenomenal. They don't have to share their platform with us and they do. And that's do. incredible. Well, it's a sign of a band too that's done this homegrown. Mm -hmm. We earned every every fan that we have through doing everything. And, you know, and I think you guys have the same kind of uh, um, thought, same thing. I just so blanked. Let's get into the single, You Belong to Me. You know, before the show, before we were rolling, we were talking about how coincidentally... Jason and I are working on a, a episode uh, pertaining to Muscle Shoals. And, and uh, so I'm listening to that song and I'm like, this is perfect. This is like, I was transported back to that time. That's, you know, Muscle Shoals, Fame, you know, even Stax. Um, yeah. Just a great song and that great vibe of that. You, get, you just nailed that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so excited about our, our new single, You Belong to Me. Um, we co-wrote it with Kipper Jones, who okay. is a phenomenal singer, songwriter, entertainer in his own right. Um, he's written number one hits for some of everybody. And the fact that he wrote a song with us is like, we were beside ourselves. Yes. Um, and we're trying to get one with Charlie. Hint, hint. So when you hear this, Charlie, anyway, so he, he owes you, he owes you. <laughs> right? So for you belong to me. Um, but we, we're absolute fans of soul music. Like this isn't just a put on, we are. Um, and so one of our biggest influences is, is Aretha Franklin. Right on. That's exactly the, what we thought of. The, the greatest. Uh-huh. And so we wanted, this was our tribute to Aretha. Nice. You know, and so um, I, we heard a melody and we, she and I got together and kind of plucked it out and um, called, made a phone call. I was like, listen, we have this great hook and we need some, you know, we need to help pull this out. And uh, we called Kipper and um, he heard it and he was like, I got it. And he went to writing and the song was done and we just, had some incredible musician friends that we could call because again this was done in shelter in place so everybody was uh at home and we could make hey can you get on a song for us and they said yes so we had uh good times brass um trey gilbert justin gilbert um jay fly um rodney edge and ethan writings right mm -hmm. i think that's everybody right i think so I think so. And us and uh, us, Kipper Jones and Iana Crawley, who is um, so everybody we named, they're all they've all done huge stuff. If um, whether in gospel or in uh, show business, yeah, every, they, yeah. they all have names and weights. And so it was like, what? We can't we got a we got pretty heavy hitters on this song. So it was really cool. Really, really all your time in the business doing backing vocals and having your name known and your work ethic like you guys spoke about earlier i'm sure you have this great the support group you can go out and make like make your own music with that's a blessing yes is there a thought of doing like an eplp like a, something out here 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we are working on it. <laughs> In between shows and and working, we are working right. <laughs> um, on it. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that we're looking forward to releasing, hopefully first quarter of 20, of what, what year is this? <laughs> it's the end of 21, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in pandemic, you lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Like it's this two year, almost two years of like a vacuum. It's so weird. It is. So weird. I was like, wait, what year is this? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I was talking with a friend the other day, and this is kind of stupid, but we're like, you know how we have BC and AD and like time frame. Are we going to start using PP for pre-pandemic, post-pandemic? Pre- and like the term- PP. This is PP. <laughs> then we laughed because we called it PP, of course, because we're immature middle-aged men. Of <laughs> course, but it worked. Um, so, so you're, I mean, if you're looking for a first quarter release, I mean, how many do you, ha- do you how many songs do you have ready to go? Are you still writing them? I guess where, where are you at with everything? We st- we're still writing. We have two, two, like, um, well, we got one almost finished and then another one that's in the works. And then, so we got maybe a couple more to, to get, cause we, like you said, we wanted to, we want to do an EP um, yeah. so a- around this sound, around this era, around this feel um, of you belong to me that we just did, that we just released. But we're also, um, as we are, and, and I know this sounds so weird, but because music is universal and because we're so diverse we we are having an ep with with the you belong to me sound but we're also dropping singles we're still going to drop r&b singles or we're still going to drop um we got even a house a uh, 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 kind of house wow song. yeah that's coming up so it's it's you know like i said we're just we we love all kinds of music so we don't want to be boxed in too much mm-hmm. but we will continue to you know, spread our wings and hit touch on all kinds of music. Well, that's a blessing too, being an independent artist, right? You don't have the record labels like, hey, each song needs to sound like you belong to me or whatever your your hit or whatever. Like you can do whatever genre with whomever you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's great. Right that, one. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. Do Charlie. I need to message him We're back on, on Instagram? Yes, send him a message. We're putting him on Front Street on this podcast. We want we want to it. do the rock song. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's sung with like uh, I think Warren Haynes and um, Tyler Brock. Like he's done stuff with people before. I mean, you're you're in the band. He's got to do something with you. You know, your family. We are <laughs> that. We are. Um, so, are you guys heading out? I know they're doing a show at Austin City Limits. Are you guys going out on the road with them for the next couple of shows? I guess. Guess what's next for you in, t- in terms of live performance? Live performance with uh, BB. Anything. Uh, whatever, whatever you got. So we do have. Well, we have. Ooh, we have. Is it DC? Not yes, DC and Detroit, and but we'll be with um, R&B legend Glenn Jones. And that's, I think, right before Christmas. And then right after Christmas, we're back with Blackberry Smoke um, getting, you know, going into the new year. So we'll be with. with oh, so you're going to do the new year shows with our our friends in the Georgia Thunderbolts. Yeah. Uh-huh. A great oh, yeah. young, great young band. And they're good. They're dudes awesome. As well. yeah. Riley, oh, that's um, right. They played with you guys before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We know the fellas. We've had TJ and Riley on a few times on the show. And then I was lucky enough to see them play with Tyler Bryant in Ohio and got to chat with them in person. Good dudes. Wow. Yeah, yeah they, they are. are. They are. Good head on their shoulders for such young people, you know? 
you know, a lot of wisdom, you know, they, they carry themselves well. Well, and they've had, um, uh, um, what the young brothers from, um, Kentucky headhunters helping them out and Greg Martin. And, um, I think probably Charlie's probably spoken with them a little bit. So they've had a lot of good tutelage. I think I was going to say, it makes a difference who, who pours into your life, who pours into your career. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It does. So you got some nice line shows lined up. What is other than getting your EP out? What's 22 looking like? Work. Work. That's what, yes. Work. Studio like work with other people to tour. And what do you guys even know yet? Or are you still planning? It's still, there's still, the dates are still coming in. Um, uh, you know, we're hopeful. We're crossing our fingers. We would love to be with uh, BBS um, on the tour overseas, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, we're not saying yes or no or yes or no. So we're <laughs> we're just keeping <laughs> our fingers crossed and see how that goes there. Um, but of course, because of this the new variants and all this other yeah. stuff. It, I don't know what's uh, going on. Yeah, it's this has got to end at some point, right? Like, come on, give us a break. Uh, yeah. So, you know, again, so we'll we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, we're gonna continue to work. We've got um, I think we're doing the capital. Jazz City Cruise or uh-huh. Capital City Jazz Cruise. Well, how I'm making up names, but we got that in January, and um, so we'll be singing with various artists on the jazz cruise. See, I tell you, we're really diverse. We we have our hands. Our we're like, what is it? Octopus. Yeah. You know, eight, have, eight arms. Eight arms. We've got jazz. We've got we got the country and R and B. R and B. We got soul. We got country. Gospel, country. Yeah. So and whatever song Charlie's going to write to perform with you guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. <laughs> we just don't keep putting it in the atmosphere. It's going to happen. That's right. If you what is that? Wasn't that the whole purpose that that the book, the gift, or whatever? So keep throwing mm-hmm. it out there. It's going to happen or something. Mm-hmm. Just so we just don't keep speaking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're winding down here, Jason. Is it that time of the show if we got time for a quick lightning round? Well, well, ladies, we usually at the end of a podcast, we end with a lightning round, which is quick, kind of fun questions. Do you guys have a couple minutes for us? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. So simple questions. Don't overthink them. All right. Just a little bit of fun. All right. What is the first concert that you guys remember going to? Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. How was that? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. We were young at the time. Our grandmother surprised us with tickets, and it was the best thing. I think we danced the entire time. Oh, sure. Was she, that that was probably the apex like of her mm-hmm. like, popularity, too, wasn't Like She was yep. just, she was it. I yes. love Escapade. Oh, that was my, yeah, that's that's my favorite song. song. Listen, that and Black Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah Black, Black Cat's got, it's like a real rocky, punky song Ooh. to it. Yeah, Black Cat, yeah. yeah. You guys awesome. could cover the shit out of that. That would be great. Man. Oh, yeah. Charlie, Charlie's playing guitar on that. <laughs> see, the, have the, have, see the, have the boys do the background music and you guys go up and sing this on one of the shows. Ooh, we would do it. We got, hey, Charlie, listen to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's the first record you guys end up remembering having? Record? Mm-hmm. Record. Ooh. Ooh. Record CD tape. I say record. Well, I was like, vinyl? I mean, I was born in 75, so I've had like every format of shit. Maybe Whitney Houston? Like her first one? Yeah, like The Greatest Love of All. 
sing, but we were really little. Boy, she could <laughs> sing too. She was one of the greats and she just unfortunately yeah. wrecked her health and her voice with shenanigans and you know but man she boy oh boy what a voice yeah what that was, she was yeah. the main reason I think when I heard her that made me want to be a singer when I saw that video of of her doing that song yeah that's what made me want to be a singer I said I, I had a crush on her back in the day I know I wanted to answer somebody video I always thought yeah. she looked really cute and I was happy and I was like I don't know if I was sixth or seventh grade I'm like she's cute wearing that little Band or whatever back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. <laughs> um, what is your favorite venue to perform in? Don't something popped in your head when I said that. Just say that. Oh, what's happening? Okay. You know, it's a church. Yep. All right. Um, where is your favorite place to go watch a show? Front row. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I wasn't specific, so we'll take that. So the front row is where I like to go to see it. All right, we'll go with the front row then. Uh, who who is the greatest, in your opinions, singer of all time? And you guys can have different answers. It's fine. That's I know you guys fine. brought up Aretha earlier. We spoke in yeah. Janet, Whitney. Uh, it is very hard. Um, yeah, sure. I'm going to say Aretha and Whitney for me are my all-time favorites. But I have so many more. That's so what unfair. What about Dunny Hathaway and Stevie Wonder? And Stevie Wonder, yeah. Sam Cooke. And, you Sam know, Cook. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Just okay, so many. many. It's yeah, so Brown. Yeah. So James Brown. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. So. Sorry, guys. Well, see, I asked the guitar question to guitar players. You're singers, so I have to ask the singer question. Yeah. It's hard. hard um, what do you think is the greatest song ever written is? Ooh. Ooh. Um. I like Come Together. The Beatles. Or do you like yeah. the Aerosmith or somebody else's version of it? Beatles? Beatles. I like the Beatles and Michael Jackson's version. I don't think I've heard Michael Jackson's version before. What? You gotta hear that. that, that thing I, I might have. When did he record that? Was that earlier in his career or it later? It was early. It was mm -hmm. early, early. But um, bad, I, I feel like bad, around the bad time, right? Yeah. When he okay. Maybe. So post-Thriller, bad, not not um, oh, the one he did before Thriller, which is actually outstanding. I'm blanking on the name of it. Off the wall. Thank you. Yeah, off the wall. Standing on the wall. <laughs> yeah, off the wall. <laughs> Terrible. So come together. All right, Sharita, what do you say? Um, I love that song. I don't know, but I suck because like Diane Warren. Oh, you oh come on, yeah. She's just amazing songwriter, so it's kind of hard to pick. Can we just it is and it's like you know subject to change right music's always subjective and whatever you're thinking now might not be next week or last week exactly. come on that's a great answer I'm, I'm i'm gonna go with what you said yeah okay fair enough uh <laughs> back backing singers so there's been a lot of famous backing sing singers that have gone on to other careers and done everything who are some of your favorite background vocal background singers the or, or singer. oh oh yeah the staple singer oh yeah staple, i um 
who else? What is that lady's name? Fisher. Lisa Fisher. Lisa Fisher, the Stones. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, was she on Gimme Shelter and some of the other ones? No, no, that's no. no. I think she came on on the Voodoo Lounge tour. Okay, ninety four. What always blows me away is like Cheryl Crow was a backing vocalist for Michael Jackson. Have you ever seen that? She has her hair is all poofed up and teased. Oh yeah, wow. oh yeah, Cheryl Crow. Oh yeah. Yep. You just taught me something today. You're going to have to get on Google after this and look at Cheryl Crow, Michael Jackson. You can see her all teased up hair and oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Definitely and then, have to look that up. You have to look that up. And then if you guys ever watched Married with Children, the wife on that, Katie Seagal, she was a background singer for a lot of people like Dylan and other people in the 70s. She's put out her own records. I was always blown away the fact that she was also a famous backing vocalist for a long time. I have wow, no I didn't know that either. This podcast is fun and educational. How about it? I was today years old when I found out about this stuff. Uh, Cheryl Crow and Michael Jackson. Come <laughs> on. Um, give us a artist or song that we'd be surprised to hear that you like. <clears throat> be surprised that we like. I call it a guilty pleasure, but there is, I think you guys would, wouldn't be surprised with some of the stuff that we like. Um, oh, well, okay. Guilty pleasure. I like listening to Latin music. Anything particular? I listen to the Harlem, the Spanish Harlem. Harlem yes. Thank you. I was, I was getting ready to look. That's yeah, the Spanish Harlem orchestra. The Spanish, yeah. well, Brian, that's something we have to mark down as, as somebody to check out. Well, you didn't say like Ricky Martin or Menudo or something. So I'm like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Ricky Martin or Menudo or, yeah. you know. You we know. have friends that play for Ricky Martin. Menudo. Really? Yeah. Boy, he was on top of the world there for a hot minute too, wasn't he? Yeah, you can look anywhere and not see his face or his, his shake your bum bum, shake it anyway. Mm -hmm. Man, wow. Um, all right. Last question. This is a little bit of a bigger one. Give us a good tour story that you might not have told before. That's just kind of something, something good to hear. A good tour story. Yeah, something funny, crazy. We've had all sorts of stories on this one. Let's see. I got one. Okay. So our first, our first uh, day out with for on the Spirit of the South tour. Um, we had a bus driver, it was a lady. She, um, she said, Hey, okay. We, we arrive in, um, I forget where we were. Our, it's our little stop before we make it to the city. Um, the next city that we're going to. So, but it's our day off. Anyway, she was like, okay, we, we hit the road at 2 AM. We were like, okay, cool. Um, and Pete, um, <laughs> Paulie, um, uh, is the road manager, of course, and keeps everybody together on the road. So we get off the bus, we go check into the hotel, um, whatnot. And so we're piddling, we go to, we walk to Chick-fil-A and then we're like, okay, we're going to go and work. And after this, we're going to work out, we're going to shower and then go back to the bus at like 1.30. So we'll be early. What time was it that we, what time? 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock. We get a phone call from yes. Paulie saying, um, hey. 
Hey, Where? we're leaving. We were like, first we're in the, the first day, first on. day on the tour. We almost got left. Okay. Cause we were in the gym working out. <laughs> we listened to the wrong person. She said oh. we were going to leave at two. We were set to leave at 11 o'clock. Oh so, crap. Needless to say, we ran out of the gym, packed our bags in 2.5 seconds, run back on the bus, smelly from the gym, and we go to the next city. So that was just a, yeah. How much crap did the guys give you? (laughs) We were never late again. Yeah, (laughs) we were never late. (laughs) At that point, the guys made sure that we knew what time we were leaving. (laughs) I was probably the theme of the tour after that is like just right, good-natured ribbing. It's two o'clock, everybody. It's It's two o'clock. Two o'clock. And then, of course, we're the only girls, and so they know we take longer anyway. <laughs> man, man. So do you, do you two end up having to mother everybody since you are the only girls on the tour and you're already mothers anyways? Are you like the, are you like the band mothers? You know, we're like the pesky little sisters. <laughs> More like the pesky little sisters. Hey, can I have this? What are you doing? Are you, who are you talking to? Yeah. What are you doing? Who what just you texted doing? you? I want some of that. Yeah. <laughs> we're the pesky little sisters. That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, that's a good story. That's good to know. And, you know, and promptness is important. It is. You you don't want to be late on tour, okay? <laughs> they will leave you, okay? You don't have to figure, it, figure your way out. So all of our listeners who know you all from the Black from Blackberry Smoke or from listening to this podcast want to follow you all. So we go to blackbuddies.com. You got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Where, where should we go to find out more, to buy your stuff, to hear your songs? Well, first of all, that would be awesome. And thank you. And hi. And <laughs> you can find us at We Are The Black Bettys. That's on Instagram and Facebook. We have a website, as he said, www.theblackbettys.com. That is B-E-T-T-Y-S for those that don't know. And then you can visit our website or go to Merch Mountain and scroll down to the Black Bettys and you can find merch. We have t-shirts and our music is available and on all digital platforms. So you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, Amazon, Google mm-hmm. Play. Yeah, all of it. You can find us. YouTube, you're all YouTube over. YouTube music, yeah. Yeah, the Black Bettys. The and Black you guys Bettys. did a um uh was it um, Saturday morning? You did an Instagram live from Merch Mountain that Saturday morning at post Thanksgiving. Sure did. I caught, we I caught the back end of that. Yeah, we were on there shop because we were in there shopping ourselves. Shop. We like got um, Christmas ornaments and such. And you're talking to everybody waiting to go in. I saw that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so nice there. We love Merch Mountain. Well, that's the turn. That's the Turner Brothers. That's their. That's their thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they brought us in and said, hey, y'all, do y'all have merch? You should have merch. And was like, okay. <laughs> Literally. So they took oh, care of us. Got us so, you know, everybody's a Black Betty. All, the, all our ladies, you're a Black Betty too. You can be a Black Betty. Absolutely. Well, now you're part of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast family. So <laughs> we're here to support you. And anytime you want to come back on to promote, like especially this EP that we're excited to hear about. Charlie, come on, Charlie help them write a song, record with them. Um, you guys can come on, 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 whenever, on, on. You guys can come on whenever you want. <laughs> thank, Brian. thank you. 
Thank you. We're going to take you up on the offer too. Absolutely. Your family. Thank you so much to Sharita and Shree from uh, the Black Bettys. Thank you for being on and uh, thank you so much. And if you wouldn't mind just chatting with us for a minute more when we get done, that'd be great. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Well, thank you for the Black Bettys for joining us on this episode, being our guest. That, that was just absolutely wonderful. and Such charming sweethearts. Yeah. You know, it was cool when uh, they brought up Janet Jackson and we got on a whole conversation about We got into that late 80s, 90s R&B talk. And that's, that's, you know what, that's, that was a good time for that style of music, pop and R&B. It was, of course, I'm old. So, right. It was a great conversation, Brian. You're right. Black hat. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. And the nation. We're always asking others, like what what your guilty pleasure is and, and, and I hadn't thought about this before because I always say the go-go's or the bangles, which it's not really a, a, a guilty pleasure is what's something that you're supposed to be secret about. And it's like embarrassing. Right. So that would be an escapade is another one for me, but it's that, you know, it's a good song, you know. It is a great song. It is a great song. And it's, you know, we changed that question a little bit is give us an artist or song that, you you know, we'd be surprised to hear that you liked. I think that helps a little bit. So they were great, man. They talked about their favorite backing vocalist, vocalists. We got into a chat about Aretha Franklin, just hearing their whole story about how they started out, um, you know, to get into where they are now. Um, you know, the guy from Cameo helped them kind of break it in, doing jingles and getting in the business and everybody they've worked with and how they've warmed everyone's hearts that they come in contact with, including ours. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And they got a great new single out. You belong to me. Um, just, uh, and they got a record coming out as well. They too. have, they're so going to work on an EP, right? Come on, that, Charlie Starr. Sure. They need you to help them do a track on that album. And yeah, exactly. They're not just background vocals, but they are their own artists as well. They perform on their own. Sometimes they're going to work on the CP. We'll have them back on to talk about it when it's time. They are extremely um, just talented singers and just nice people. Yeah, and you know, I think they should be doing more shows with Blackberry Smoke. They should always, like, again, it's going to be so hard to hear some of these songs I'm used to if they don't perform with them, mm-hmm. right? If they don't perform with them. And, um, like, uh, yeah, anyway, so I got into the Just Keep Smiling, all that stuff on there. Like, you heard it all in the podcast interview. You don't need me to rehash it. Yeah, you are absolutely right. No need to listen to us babble about what you've already heard. Because babbling I did and babbling I'm undoing now because <laughs> they made me babble because, you know, they're So babble on this. Always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We will see you next time. Or I can tell the for myself But she need to know That you belong to someone else Baby, 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 baby It's time That she understands That what she want is mine She need to know That what she's looking for
gonna come uh-huh. What she said She told me don't nobody Won't nobody that Don't nobody It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 